hiatus. The boys are back. Another day of weekly podcast. Just in time for the finals. A little late after game one, but we're here. Wait, so our last podcast was right before the season started. We talked about over-unders. Was it actually? Who fucks on what team? Wait, was that actually our last podcast? <sighs> well, so we took no, the whole well, NBA. Check, check, check we're in dates, it. Check wait, one we're an NBA podcast. <laughs> we made one before the yeah. season started and for the yeah. finals. Well, no, check check the dates, I think. But, like, let's be honest, we didn't miss much. Well, I'll give you a brief summary of the season if you weren't. Uh, keep yeah, up with the yeah. season. You know, so the Spurs beat the Warriors in the first game. You know what? If you didn't know, the Warriors and the Cavs are in the finals uh, yeah. again. Yeah, so here's the little thing. The Warriors fucked around and won 67 games. Yeah. The Cavs... Momentarily, we were scared of the Cavs. Yeah. Not making the they, finals. I think they went 23 and 20. And then the Cavs fucked shit up in the East, and the Warriors fucked shit up in the, the West. And the playoffs have sucked until now, so... And they still kind of suck. I don't know. I thought I like <laughs> game, game one. one. <laughs> I'll say this. The, the, my favorite part of the season was still that first half when it looked like the Spurs might actually beat the Warriors in game one, and then Zaza Pachulia basically ended... Kawhi season. That's true. Okay, so I got the date here for you. November 29th, 2016 was our last so podcast. the season had started. Our fans might have thought we de- died. We could have been dead. Definitely. I mean, the 15 people that listen to this. Bitch. I mean, I, I, you know what? On the Twitter account, the only tweet after that is a retweet of some gambling website, Giga Power Picks. Was that also what we created? <laughs> Another one of so our... So that was us too. Yeah, we're just entrepreneurs. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah, but we're, we're back. We're back, and we're happy to be talking to you guys, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you are. All right, so let's t- let's talk game one. Rust. That was a rusty game. Uh, started off? Yeah, so Clay Thompson apparently is still rusty from the offseason. Okay, <laughs> Clay see- Thompson has been rusty all playoffs. We don't know what his problem is. I think he's been shooting, what, well, like 38%? Yeah, so here's the thing, in my opinion, with Clay, like, it, in the preseason, he said he wasn't going to be giving up any shots. And he didn't throughout the regular season. His usage and shots, I believe, were actually up from last season. But in the postseason, they've been down. And a guy with this type of shooting needs to get into a rhythm. There's, True. there's not much different about him in the postseason. He's running around screens, uh, trying to get open looks. He's getting decent looks, but he's not getting as many of them. Yeah. You know, falling into the rhythm he, he was yeah. last year. And it's been hurting him. He's not really known as a streaky scorer, and I find it surprising that a player of his caliber has been really like been in this slump all playoffs. You expect him to take off. I guess you don't really need him as much on the offensive end. His defense has been stellar, but on the offensive end, he's kind of uh, not really doing what you think. I saw this thing on Reddit that um, only two shots were scored on Klay Thompson all game in game one. No, his so his defense, his defense has definitely been good. I, you know, I, I've i always been on the mindset that Klay Thompson, for as good a player as he is, is nothing more than a role player. Really? Uh, being a really, really, really good one, obviously. You, you for, don't even think he would be, like, the second best player on the team? Or he could be well, he won no, a championship. Well, he was. But, he was, yeah. But make no mistake about it, that's Steph's team. Uh, before. And he was, he was a... Okay, that brings up a point was, I want to talk to you. No, I know. I just finish, finish by saying that he, he's, in my opinion, he was always just a really, really, really good 3 and D guy. Okay, so you said it was Steph's team before... I want to I want to bring it up. What do you think? Whose team the Warriors are? Whose man is it? Yeah. Um, let's flash back to last year. Okay. I thought Curry was the better player than Durant. Yeah. I think not many people shared that with me. 
but I thought he's a better player. Okay. Now let's flashback to about December, 2016. Yeah. I was like, Duran is taking this team. It's his. He's the man. Okay. With the plan, he's he's got it. Yeah. But then he goes out. The Warriors go on to something like a. F- they haven't lost since or something. With him out. Well, when he went out, yeah, they, yeah. they lost a few games and they went on the win. They haven't lost since like March. Yeah. And that was all without Durant. And when you give Curry and Clay more ownership of the team, they sort of blew up. Durant comes back; he's such a good player that it works out. But I feel like, I feel like to me, it, it still is uh, Curry's team. Okay. It's what do crazy. you think? Honestly, I've heard a lot of other journalists and reporters like just put Curry to the side. This is Durant's team. He's taking over. Uh, Steph's taking a back seat. And that honestly frustrates me how easily people just like forget everything Steph done for this team and how good of a player he is. Well, just because he did it before. He's still doing mean... it. No, he's still doing it. But like, I think Durant's good, but I don't think you can just say it's his team. Well, I'll say this too. I think it also stems from the fact that during the regular season, we had Harden and Westbrook fighting for the MVP by basically playing the same position that Curry does now. So not only did we wonder if Curry was the man on his team, we wonder if he was still the, say, maybe the best point guard in the league. Yeah. And I think he's proven the position that he is. I just think to me, if I could pick Curry or Durant, at the height of their at power, at the height of their power, to make my team go, it would be it would be Steph. He, no one creates more space for his teammates. No one's more dangerous from all areas of the court. He's got way better handles than Durant, so he can handle those one on ones. He can finish at the rim. And he's probably the best shooter of all time. So, I, to me, it's not a brainer. He's the one. It's tough, but I still think it's Curry's team. You think it's Curry's team, but who do you think is a better player? Man, honestly, both of them at the primes, no injuries. I still think Curry's better. Slightly. I'm not going to say, like, a yeah. lot. Slightly. Better. Yeah, because I think the potential for the magic is just there. Yeah. To drop 40 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, the for game one started off. I don't know if you could tell they had ten days break before the finals, a little rusty. I don't know if you could tell layups were being missed, shots were just three pointers were just missing the whole basket, going over the basket, stuff like that. But as the first quarter went on, you could tell these were by far the two best teams in the league. The pace was there. See, I do, I do believe that the Cavs are the best team in the league, and for a Second best team in the league, and okay. for a lot of the se- for a lot of the season, we wondered if they were even the best team in the East. If the Spurs were better, if the you know the, the Rockets, yeah. I mean, think how crazy that sounds. But yeah, the Cavs are definitely the second best team in the league. The problem is that the Warriors are number one. They were number one last year, and they added Kevin freaking Durant. I mean, they 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 are amazing. I don't think they're just number one. I think they're number one, and then there's a bunch of shit, and then number two. I think they're they so are, yeah, far ahead. They are the best number team in one. The league, definitely. I think the Cavs, for, for a lot of how I know the Warriors didn't play to their level, but the Cavs really didn't play to how they can play, and they'll be fine. I just don't know if they can play to the level they can and still win, because a lot of it involves the high pace that they use in the regular season and the postseason. And if you run on the Warriors, you're going to get destroyed. Yeah, I have a couple of points from game one that I think really hurt the Cavs against the Warriors and will will hurt them if they continue to play this way right. throughout the series. So first of all, they have to limit their turnovers. You can't have Golden State have four turnovers and you have 20 well, turnovers. I think the big issue here is that 
if you think about it, they're both kind of big outliers. And it brings me back to what I was going to say, uh, you know, just checking the stats. Golden State had a 12.3 turnover percentage in the regular season. It was 3.4 in game one. So that is bound to go up. Yeah, yeah. And for a team that passes as much as they do, it's going to go up. And now the Cavs... They, they, they have to protect the They're ball. not going to turn the ball over that much every single game. So I think that should come regress back to the mean. But definitely, I agree with you. Another point, I don't know if you have it in your in, in your right now. You know, Tristan Thompson's rebounding is so big for them. Yeah. And no, he, yeah. I mean... He just laid an egg in game one. He was yeah, non-existent. The curse of Khloe Kardashian continues. Yeah. I hope it doesn't, but... Stay away from the Kardashians yeah. if you play in the <laughs> National Basketball League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I read an article the other day. I, I don't know who, who wrote it about how the Cavs were conspiring to yeah. have him break up with her. <laughs> how they felt that was bad for the team. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's how you know your girlfriend's a problem. When your teammates don't even support you. Something else that I noticed, um, LeBron, he had, a, a, I think, a 28-15 and... I think seven game, but it didn't feel like he was like controlling the game. Like well, he, he was the best player on the floor. He turned over the ball eight times. Eight, eight times. Assists. Yeah. Okay. So for us, I, I if thought, you look at that stat line, it's a great stat line, but it didn't feel like LeBron. I feel you feel like he has more in the tank to give. I I thought LeBron played all right. The, my issue with with LeBron here is that you know if you're looking for something to. You know, for motivation, you would say that LeBron's never won a game one in the finals. So, really? Yeah. So we saw this last year, same thing. We wondered why LeBron was looking like this. Um, twenty thirteen, same thing. Twenty twelve, I remember OKC beating the uh, Heat in game one and saying that Durant was the better player, and yeah. then and then LeBron showed that that was not true. Yeah. So I'm not tweeted about LeBron, but yeah, I agree. I I think you know outside of James and Irving, there wasn't much to write home about about the Cavs. <laughs> hey, I will say this Kyrie Irving is one of the best finishers at the rim that this game ever, has ever, ever yeah seen. ever he I, is I agree. incredible he can score in so many different ways but the, I mean the problem is that really like especially at the rim though the up and unders oh, yeah. around the basket Kyrie is against Boston deadly. in game four I don't know if you saw it he put on a clinic and when LeBron uh, had the yeah, four yeah, fouls yeah, yeah. That was no Tristan Thompson zero points in game one and four rebounds four. you can't yeah really... only four rebounds that Kevin Love had 21 rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> but Tristan Thompson has to do better. I thought one of the keys for the Cavs coming into the series would be that. Pound them in the rebounds. Yeah. Crash the boards. And I'll say this, at least in the first quarter, uh, throughout the game also, but especially in the first quarter, the Warriors were getting so many second-chance points from offensive rebounds. I saw Steph Curry getting himself dirty in the paint, grabbing offensive boards. Cavs weren't crashing the boards, and that hurt him. Yeah. You know, I, I really want to believe that the Cavs pretty much threw this game. The Cavs. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, you remember last year in the finals, the first two games were terrible, but the Cavs won by 30 in game three. Yes. The Cavs do have a certain level of coach. I know Ty Luce not the greatest coach, but they do have a you certain level. If you want to put it that way, LeBron's yeah. a beautiful basketball mind. Yes. But whether or not they threw the game remains to be seen. We'll see tomorrow night. But, or depending on when you hear this Sunday night. But yeah, I I was thinking, you know, what do you do if you're the Cavs, trying to stop? I mean, what what is what what do you do? I don't know. Something I heard from, I'm gonna plug another podcast here, Bill Simmons. It was a good idea to let Kevin Durant get his, but shut down everyone. Well, else. I'll say this: I actually did think about this myself beforehand. Yeah. I was thinking, why don't you just let Durant 
you know, like get his. But because yeah. when Durant's getting his, he's driving to the net, he's doing ISO ball, basically revert back to what he did in OKC. Because you can't have LeBron having that much defensive pressure on him to guard Durant all game and then do everything else for the team offensively. So just let Durant, I say, let Durant do his thing, get his points, but stop everyone else on the floor. And not only that, but like, you know, when you play for OKC, it was a lot of ISO ball, yeah. waiting in the corner for the ball. You know, you have to try to replicate that. Don't let Steph move. Don't let Clay move. And get that's, that's, that's force hard. the ball to him. Because if that happens, you're, you're going to waste clock. You're going to slow the game down. You're going to take away a lot of Golden State's uh, advantages in, in pace play. You can't really stop Steph way. from taking a 30-footer. Steph, right, but with but sometimes you just have to you have to live with it. You'd rather live with Steph taking a, a low percentage shot than having a multiple high percentage shot. Yeah, that, talking about that, I saw a lot of times that Cavs players were uh, stopping three pointers from happening, but leaving the paint wide open for dunks and yeah. layups. And well, that's why Durant had thirty eight points, but like about six of them, eight of them were. Contested points. Yeah. It was all dunks and his thirty-eight seemed like a very easy finish, thirty-eight. Yeah, very easy. I, you know, so in my opinion, if the Cavs, I mean, I, I, you can't really start experimenting now. It's game two of the finals, but in a lot of ways, you know, if you really notch up the defense, if you really, if you tell LeBron to really go out on defense, and Love and Thompson, and I tell LeBron, are, tell LeBron, their defense just isn't not really because they were leaving the paint open. You tell LeBron. But that was a game plan. Your main Stop thing. Three. Your main thing will be to defend and rebound. Same thing with Love and Thompson. I think they can get an advantage from that, and slowing the game down that way. But I don't. Yeah. I don't think they. I don't know force LeBron to do that. And I. I don't. I agree though. Let Let Durant have his because when Curry's playing, and he's moving and shooting and creating space, it, they're unstoppable. Yeah. So you, let Durant get his. I would say. Another thing that I think really hurts the Cavs is their lackluster bench and role players. Well, the the bench I thought was was gonna play great. Corver and Will, you know, had you asked me for the game, I would have said Corver and Williams would have had a great game. They both had zero points. Corver missed uh, at least three or four open threes. So Corver went zero, oh from three, from the three point line, and yeah. I, they were all open. Williams had zero points, two turnovers okay. and one assist. I. Saw Darren Williams play. He was awful. Darren Williams is washed up. Well, Darren was looking good for a while. And now he's looking back. to like, Yeah, but it's also the finals against the Warriors. <laughs> now he's looking like, well, Delhi. Delhi was our backup last year. So yeah, you, but you would the, take any advantage. Darren really did not look good. Corver is a liability on defense. If you see oh, that guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, there's like, he can't do anything on the defensive end. Richard Jefferson looks like he's 40 out there. He looks Kind of old, kind of slow, yeah. kind of sluggish. Jefferson only played about only. He probably only played in the finals last year. Yeah. Got a few dunks in on Christmas on Jefferson, and that's it. That's Channing all we've Fry seen from him. Didn't even play. Well, Fry hasn't played all postseason, so he hasn't played all. No, he played. He's barely played. All yeah. Postseason. All right. Anyway, uh, Iman Shumpert offensively, he doesn't do much for you. You know, you look at the Cavs bench, and it, you know, you you it think doesn't really uh, jump out at you that it's yeah. good bench. <laughs> like. Somehow, all season, it's kind of like low-key been like, oh, their bench is kind of good. They have some role players. But like now when it gets to the finals, you you look at it again and you're like, oh. In my opinion, Corver and Williams are going to have huge games. They didn't. And I think they should they should yeah. improve. They, you know, the Cavs were so bad <laughs> in game one in, in a lot of ways. And I'll be honest, I thought JR could give more. He scored three points and 
Darren played a played a great role in that game seven last year. I think he he'll be fine. Um, you know, but it'll be, th- it, well, I have a question for you. Do you think Kevin Love is a bit of a liability on defense <sighs> in this series? Yeah, but with the rebounding, how he facilitates the fast break with his outlet passes. He does a good outlet pass. Um, he he is uh, scoring a lot better than he was. I don't know. I think you could experiment without him, but I I don't know if it's time to give up on the Love and Thompson yet. Yeah, I don't. You know, I just I I just want to think. I just want to say like, you know, take yourself back to last year after game one. Yeah. And we were saying the same things. You know, Cavs are gonna get swept. Yeah. They have no options. They have no options. They their bench sucks. Thompson needs to step up. They need to out rebound the Warriors to have a chance. Just make it dirty. Make it ugly. That's what I what I think the Cavs should do, or what I think they, like how, what would help them have a chance in this series is do kind of what they did in 2050 because they can't keep up with the Warriors' pace. Yeah. Well, in 20 in 2016, in a lot of ways, it was it was similar. It was uh, play it all the way to the shot clock. Let yeah. the play develop. They gotta slow it down. Get uh their shots at the end towards the end of the shot clock, and just out rebound the Warriors. Get dirty, grind it out. Like also and and, and another thing, you'd have to win pretty. You have to win. And another thing, if Curry and Durant ever go to the rim, there is no excuse for them not to take a hit when they got to go. Yeah, too much respect. Um, there, there's no excuse. Steph Curry last year at the sight of a hit broke down. Steph Curry couldn't handle the physicality last year. Kevin Durant for all his greatness. It's not a very big guy in terms of, of, of weight. Yeah. You know, hit him. I, you know? All right. Play with him a little bit. And think of it as a seven-game series. I think it's going to seven. Wear them down. Be the more physical team. Be the big, bigger team. And you'll start. Uh, it'll start paying off his dividends. Yeah. And Cavs got to g- stop giving the Warriors some easy buckets, get back on transition, and they'll, 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 they'll be okay. The Cavs will be we'll okay. See, we'll see tomorrow night. Yeah. But uh, it'll be it'll be a good game tomorrow. I I predict it'll be cl- it'll be a close game like it was in 2015, not the blowout we yeah. saw in 2016 for but game two. It's so scary. The Warriors like you saw Clay. If Clay has would have had a slump like he is having now last year, the Warriors are are done. But with the addition of Kevin Durant, Clay has a slump. Doesn't really matter. You have Durant. Dur- say one of the three have a slump. Well, not all three of them. At least two of them are going to be getting their. Well, going back to the point. That we made earlier, like they won something like fourteen in a row. Yeah. Uh, when Durant went out, and well, no, to be honest, they haven't lost since. You know, they they won on this crazy run. He came yeah. back in the playoffs, and they're still going on a crazy run. It's amazing. They they win with him. They win without him. Um. You know, I don't I don't really know. I know Durant had a great game in game one, but I don't know how Durant can truly enjoy this, being in a team where they they. It feels like I they think, don't need him. Like I, I think he's enjoying it a lot. To be I honest, I don't know. I I, I do feel really like he. I do feel like he has to at least think about it. I don't that know. they 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 easily win without him. I'll I'll bring that back up later. I have another point for you. Uh, so, who? What do you? What are your predictions for the series? What do you think the series goes to? I know well, you're a Cavs fan. But earlier, I had Warriors in five. Before the series started. Before the series started. Yeah. Still have you know, nothing in that game showed me otherwise. Okay. But, but yeah, I think that I think the Cavs could definitely take it further. But with that being said, like you know, the Cavs could play to a level extremely close to the Warriors, and it could still end at five. Yeah. You know, if 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 the game fin if the Warriors win 
by a point. We still win the game. See, the so thing, the thing is, the Warriors have to play bad, and the Cavs have to play great to win. The Cavs only have to be better in four games. But if the Warriors are also good, and the Cavs play good, there's no way the also, Cavs stand a chance. Also, is what I think. the Warriors, you know, they still have to go back to Cleveland, which, you know, even, even in 2015 without... Well, if I'm the Cavs, I'm not scared to play in the Oracle. Without Kyrie and Love. They won a game seven there last year. Yeah, I think, and I think in a lot of ways, the Cavs do have a mental advantage over the Warriors. Now, the yeah, Warriors, the Warriors' talent might be so much higher that they might never get to the point where their mental advantage could yeah. use them well. But uh, if it comes to if it, it comes to that, yeah, and I do think that, you know, for as good as the Warriors, they didn't really face any adversity. The Cavs are terrible. You know, I guess the Warriors weren't very good either, but the Cavs were just bad, especially in that second half. They checked out so early. Let, let's see how they handle a little bit of adversity, but again, it's up to the Cavs to bring the heat and put the Warriors under pressure, or else it's going to end pretty early. Yeah. I'm just happy to see these two teams finally playing in the finals. Um, My prediction well, for here's, the finals... Well, okay, well, Leo, like, you know, what does this final teach you about the last two? It's absolutely nothing because Kevin Durant is there now. No, I'm just you saying... You know, what does this series, if they're healthy, validate about the last two years? Absolutely nothing, because the two because the two teams are different. And one, the Warriors added this machine who himself should probably have a few titles by now. I'm just saying, I'm happy to see both teams playing in the finals. Healthy, both teams healthy, and uh, playing their high-level basketball. Uh, well, how, to... how good was that first quarter? That was good. It was good. Was Even good. the first half. Yeah, the first half was good. But... A uh, possibility I want to bring up with you is the Warriors going 16 and 0. They, what What do you think that means for the league if they go 16 and 0? Um, they have a super team that just beats everyone. Well, I'll say this: um, the last team to come close was the 01 Lakers, 15 and yeah. 1, before they only played uh, five game series in the first round. And and then when you look at the league in that time, it was a league that was ravaged by expansion, so a lot of teams. Didn't have uh, great players. Sure. It was during the era where players were coming out of high school, so a lot of superstars didn't develop the way they should. And have. some say this league is filled with talent and stars. Yes, and then they had two of the three elite players in the league: Shaq and Kobe. Kobe the other one was being uh, Tim Duncan. Yeah. Nowadays we have so what's supposed to be the most stacked uh, league we've ever had, which I do believe in terms of just talent. So to have a team doing this. You know, I you think say it, it's not a good look. I think not so much a good look, but it, we should uh, reconsider how our league works, and maybe prevent from things like well, this. Well, because think about it, the max happening. contract in itself kind of creates this issue. But it seemed like all of this kind of just fell into place. Like, well, Golden State, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blame the Warriors for this because you can't they can't really blame Curry with his bad because, No, no, I'm not gonna blame the Warriors for this because the Warriors' goal is to make a team as good as they can. Yeah, and they, that's what they did. And at the same time, as much as I want to shit on Durant, he made a winning move. How many players do we see uh, take the money instead of going to where they can win? But at the same time, you know, why can the Warriors for the same amount of money that Atlanta could get Millsap this year get Kevin Durant? But if you're Kevin Durant and you have an opportunity like this to play for a team that good, like you take it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying I think the max contracts have a lot to play with it. Because um, if a player's interested, he can go for the same amount of money that, like, another all-right player could sign if, as long as you sign him to the max. Yeah. So I think that's one thing. I think another one, the Warriors drafted extremely well, and then Durant ended up there. 
the one thing that, that was crazy to me when Durant signed, and I'll say this, you know, don't players want to be the man of the team anymore? You know, Kobe and Shaq That's why used to fight out. because they didn't know who the man is. They wanted know. to be the man so bad. This I just this team's different. I, they just they just and works. Then, and then when LeBron joins the Heat, LeBron is the man. But what about Wade? Does he not want to be the man? He took a back seat. And then and then. But he did it. He did it because exactly. To win. And then Durant and Curry don't they want to be the man on a title team? I don't know. That's what doesn't. I, that's what maybe you're just wired that way. But some maybe some some people just aren't. Well, remember when we would talk about Durant going to the Warriors before he did, and I would say there's no way Durant. We'll go play for Kurt with Kurt. Like, there's just no way he wants to beat him, right? Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, what's your take on that? Do you not think? I don't know. It's it's hard. Some some players, some people just aren't wired that way. I feel like it's it's either you are that person you aren't. You don't just become that person. The yeah. Rand, I felt like Westbrook was always the alpha on that on the uh, Thunder team anyway. The Rand was the best player. Yeah. But Westbrook. Yeah. Was the alpha. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess I. But okay, but uh, I see this. I I think I I'm the only one that sees it different than others. But how would the legacy of Durant and Curry, how how does it change for you now that they're playing together? Because I think at least for me, what all their accomplishments from now on are to me gonna be a little bit not an asterisk, but they won't be as impressive because they have each other. Yeah, I wanted to bring up this point. So you know how everyone thinks Durant's a scumbag for leaving OKC yeah. going to the Warriors. But do you feel like some of that is forgotten if he wins a championship? I feel like well, rings, I mean, rings sort of make you forget of I mean, everything that I happened. Mean, I I want to say LeBron's an example of this, but he's he's not. I mean, LeBron had to win in Cleveland against a seventy-three win team in order for people to go back in his corner. LeBron after he left the he Heat, had, you don't think after his first ring? I, in no, Miami, I I don't. I mean, his first year in Cleveland, people still hated him. I don't. I mean, winning does change everything we saw with LeBron last year. Yeah. But And maybe, who knows, maybe it does. But I I just don't think the fact that he joined a team that was already good enough to win without him, which LeBron didn't do, I just think that is what ruins everything. I don't know. I think a couple of rings, and people forget everything that Kevin Durant did before. A couple of know, rings in the but Warriors. Like, but like, how impressive can it be if he, if he had to go to that team where he wasn't even guaranteed to be the man. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, when LeBron went to the Heat, he knew he was going to be the man of the team. But Durant, it wasn't for sure. You know? Yeah. I wanted to ask you, uh, so like, say the Warriors do go 16-0, what's what's more impressive, the 3-1 or 16-0? I know you told me earlier that it's different teams, like it doesn't matter, but what do you say is more impressive? Uh, well, going 16-0, is a testament to how... It's more impressive than a 3-1 comeback in the finals. But um, well, they're different situations. A 3-1 comeback is a spur of the moment kind of thing. So you don't think it's uh, comparable? There's, there's factors that go into it that you can't predict. Meanwhile, when you put a team together to go 16-0, and 0, you know, there's, on, there's only so much that can go your way with luck. You know, you have to build a s- excellent team Would to go 16-0. Would you say this is the greatest 0. team of all time if they go 16-0? Well, I, I'm not, I've said it before. I think they're going to win at least 70 wins. At least 70 games last year. I mean, next year. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the best team of all time. Okay. Even if they don't win the championship, I think they're the best team of all time. I mean, really? you tell me for another team that's put Even together. Even if, well, if they don't win a chip, I, I don't even think they're in the conversation. Yeah, but think of the players that they have. like. But, like, if you don't win this chip, like, you can't be. Well, 
I know, but cha- I mean, I don't know. I think championships are huge. I mean, when you take a seventy-three win team and you put Kevin Durant on it, you know, you have to. It, it's like if it's like if the uh, Bulls added Charles Barkley <laughs> or something after winning a championship like it. But yeah, I think the sixteen and zero to me, uh, it's more important, impressive in the long term planning. And yeah. the, you know, you know, it, the team that came b- back from three one also went down three one. Let's yeah. not forget that. So let's not forget. So after think. after game one, do you have any early Finals MVP predictions? Well, Durant seems to be the favorite. My my bet, if I was a betting man, would have been. Which you are. Yeah, would have been Curry. Yeah. But I think Durant has to be the guy right now. So say say Durant does win the finals. Say the Warriors win and Durant gets the finals MVP. What does that mean to Steph? Or mean about Steph? Mm. Well, I feel like we because he's had three finals and zero finals. Well, you well you tell me you 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 see him play like what do you think? like would it change anything about him? If he, if I don't know. I feel like to you. I think he. I think if I was Steph, I would be a little sour if this guy comes to my team gets the finals MVP. I've been here. I've been working. Like, I don't know. Which also goes back to the point we already made. If Steph wants to win Finals MVP, why let Durant into your team? See, I don't know. Anyways, anyways, back to the thing. I don't know if it would. I mean, if he plays well, I just think, like I said, to me, since it's so much easier for these guys to go off now than it was before, it's just, it's just not as impressive to me. Like, if yeah. Steph drops thirty, but it's because he gets so much spacing from Durant and vice versa, it's just not the same. Like I. They both had a good game once. Steph had 28 and 10. You know, Kevin Durant had under 40% shooting last year against the Warriors. With, a, with a great like, team. Now and now he's well over. Wait, yeah, he's in the 60s. Yeah. Like, it's just a good show. What would you... What would you... What do you say if Steph doesn't win? Like, would you... I don't know. I feel like it might... I might have some... Um, something to do with his off-season decisions. Because he does become a free agent. I think he stays, but like if he doesn't win Finals think, MVP, I feel like there's more speculation of him leaving. I think you know, I think the season taught us that these guys really value the potential. If, they if have. I'm Steph and I'm a two-time MVP, I want to win a Finals MVP. Fuck, I. Well, that was my that was my thinking I before Durant signed. That was like you want to be the man. I mean, I guess. I mean, they're gonna be winning so Durant, many chips in the future. And if that, Durant does win Finals MVP, does that solidify? It's his team now. What? I don't know. Does it? I'm asking. I don't think so. You don't think Do so? Do you? Maybe. Well, well, they're both so good. It's hard. Like, you know, when have guys this good been, like, a yeah. teammates at their primes? Never. Like, so, I, let's say Durant wins the chip. Does he go up there? Where does he go up there in small forwards? Well, I'll time? say this. I've always had him, you know, since for a while now. He's the fourth best. Bill Simmons actually said this on his podcast yesterday. And he said he just came to this now, but I've said this for about a year now. He's the fourth best forward of all time. Include that includes Duncan, because, like power forward. Because to me, LeBron, Bird, Duncan, in no particular order, that's up to the people, are the three best. I say particular order, LeBron number one for sure. Duncan, Bird, one and one, two and three. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say. I don't know if I'd say LeBron for sure, but I say LeBron for sure. Is the you best know, I'm a big LeBron guy, but but yeah, those are one, two, three for me because they have. All the chips and Durant, the MVPs. You think and Durant the... could eclipse LeBron? No. Come you on. You don't think so? Come on. We've seen so far. So he gets six rings. We've seen so far that he can... But he had to join the Warriors. I know, but... No. So you he wins another couple Kevin MVPs. Durant has finished second in MVP voting to LeBron three times. 
he has lost the finals to them, the finals MVP, and along with it, he proved the nauseous and NKC that he was not better. It took him until this year with the Warriors to beat LeBron in a in a Cleveland jersey. Okay, since we're after talking, all those years, nice I, segue to failures. I want to talk about LeBron James and his legacy. He's what is what is he three and seven, three and four? No, three and four. Three and four. Three three of seven. Three of seven. in fa- in finals. Yeah. Uh, so if he wins this series against the Warriors, does he eclipse Michael Jordan as the goat? Um. Because this would be his toughest well, you're asking, task. You're preaching to the converted here. I'm a huge LeBron fan. I'll put it on you. What do you think? I know I know you're a LeBron fan, but you're also, like, you're a realist. Well, what do you, well, what do you think? You can put your passion aside for the Cavs and give an honest opinion. Well, I don't know. I, I think part of it, in my opinion, is that... I don't think Michael Jordan's untouchable. Jordan, Jordan is such a cult these days. Yeah. I don't think anyone will ever accept anyone else being better than him. Now, in my opinion, would he be better? I would say that if, if, if they go on to win, which would be insane, I think the finals teams that he's beaten are just so much better than the final teams that, that Jordan beat, which were really unimpressive in a lot of ways, okay. the teams that he beat. Well, the Barkley Suns team was just Barkley. No, no, that was a good team they had. But I mean, I, think I, that was I mean, people, people talk you don't about think how alone he outplayed times? Clyde, Dre- Clyde Drexler. Is the man who people talk about when they talk about Jordan just crushing in the final. So, I would say maybe. I would say he'd be the second best for sure if he... If he you say like, so the gap closes a lot. It closes, but I just don't think anyone will ever accept or be open to the fact that anyone may be better than Jordan. I think LeBron... I, I, think, I, I think Michael can be eclipsed, and I think if LeBron wins this... It's a serious toss-up between who is the. Do goal. you think LeBron can close the gap even if they don't win? So let's just say if they get swept, let's say the series goes to seven and LeBron has some outer body games, and let's just say there's games where Durant looks awful and Curry looks awful and LeBron's mental strength really shows out, really uh, stands out. Do you think then that he becomes? That's because you know, you know LeBron's. Let's say even in last year's finals. Kyrie doesn't make a shot. Curry does. They lose the game. But LeBron's block is still there. Game five and six are still there. You know, the, That's tough. the performance is still there. Like, That's do tough. you? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I think, I think it does. But it, but then Jordan's Jordan's still up there. LeBron doesn't come. He comes maybe a little closer, but not much. Or he stays in a standstill. LeBron would have won six. He doesn't minutes. go back, but. LeBron would have won the same. But then minutes. also his he played in the night. his record would then go with three and five. Then it kind of looks... The record uh, thing is bad, but I think, you know, this this is an L that happened due to his uh, two biggest current rivals. Something that I don't teaming get. Teaming up. So I don't think it should be looked at upon that bad. It's it's as if... You know, I don't really have a good example for this. Because it's never happened. Yeah. <laughs> Where two guys team up like this. But, I mean, it's the truth. They have to team up to, okay, to beat so... him. So I... I want to have your opinion on this. I, I don't know why I saw this, but it brings up a good argument. So LeBron, in his first finals, was seen as an underdog. Yeah. In his, who did he play in his second? Was it the Mavs? Well, uh, well, in the Mavs, I don't think he was an well, underdog. In Vegas, I think he was only favored in 2011 and 2013. Against the Thunder? 2011 against the Mavericks and 2013. Against no, the Spurs. The Thunder were favorites. Were favorites. Yeah, in 2012. Okay. They were the odds on favorites. Yeah. They won four in a row against the Spurs after being down 2-0. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. So what I wanted to say is, it seems kind of a little difficult to see someone as a goat who has been an underdog in a lot of situations. Yeah, but in a lot of ways, you have to consider who they're playing. Um, you know, Jordan, Jordan never played anyone like, like this. Uh, I, you know, like I this, but he also played in a Tim lot of Duncan. in a lot of ways. I'm talking about LeBron. Yeah, he played Tim Duncan. He played the Thunder team. He played yeah. a Mavs team who wasn't well, something like outer body. No, team, and the and the, and the Mavs thing is was gonna hold him back in his legacy forever because they were heavily favored and that team was not very good. And LeBron completely, completely. Yeah. Solid. But if you, if you look past that series, you know, the, in 07, it's understandable. In 2014, it, it, it is understandable considering how injured Wade was and how, yeah. and Bosch and all that. So we'll, we'll keep this to the listeners. Uh, hit us back on Twitter. Hit us on Twitter at JL Weekly. You know, the, the LeBron legacy is always a LeBron legacy. Really what do you guys think? Really, you know, it's an argument that. Seems yeah. like everyone has all the time. Someone's having the LeBron argument. Well, I mean, if you tune in on, well, we live in Canada, but if you go on YouTube, all the FS1 and ESPN shows have their YouTube accounts, and they talk about this. They all have the day. LeBron legacy. Colin Cowherd, Skip Bayless, Jason okay, Whitlock. I like you finding a little shots that uh, way. You know, <laughs> you have anything to say? Anyone? Yeah, come on the pod. Named, come on the pod. Let's discuss it on the pod. Hey, Skip, uh, Colin. Uh, you know, you know where I am. You know where I'm at. Come yeah, to the at, closet. At Jail Weekly on Twitter. Check us out. This is a good pod. We're happy to be back. And uh, see you guys next time. Peace.